This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Awesome. Morning, everyone. I believe you are all doing well because you are here this morning. <laughs> Amazing. Nice to have you here. And also, welcome to everyone that's online. Thank you for connecting, and I believe God. Didn't we have some awesome weather this last week, eh? I had some good rain and uh, yeah, I'm really trusting that God is also going to open up the heavens and I'm trusting for a revival. I really trust for something that's going to happen. Something needs to break through there. I, 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 I want to be amazed. I want to see a move of the Holy Spirit, friends. Amazing. We're in our series on Called Out and uh, I'm going to talk about growing in forgiveness and uh, we're in the book of Mark and I'm going to go there to Mark 2, and I'm just going to read a few scriptures there just to lay out the story before we really dive into the story. I'm going to read there in Mark 2, verse 1. I read from the ESV. Right, right, let's get into the Word. We're going to read there, um, Mark 2, from verse 1. And when he returned to Capernaum, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered to him, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. Friends, can you just picture this? Jesus is in a house, preaching the word. And there's so many people gathering there. They're sitting, every corner full. Even the door is blocked and is full because of everyone that's there that want to, want to just hear the good news. And it says, And they came and bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. And then I want to go there to verse 10. But that you may know that he, the, that, that he, the Son of Man, has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. I want to take you to verse 5. The first miracle that Jesus did in this passage paralyzed for we don't know how many years or how long he's been bound to a bed he couldn't embrace life to the full he were dependent on people to look after him but then one day something great happened jesus the miracle worker came to town and something else that's amazing happened four friends came and they took him to Jesus. And on the way, they told him about this miracle worker and all the miracles that Jesus did. And, and I really believe that they also told him, listen, we are taking you to Jesus because we are trusting that today the Lord is going to touch you and heal you so that you can walk. And, and, and going through a lot of trouble, another amazing thing happened. He ended up right at the feet of Jesus. And then Jesus said, Son, 
Your sins are forgiven. Now, I don't know about him, but I would be a little bit disappointed. Jesus, I, I, Lord, I want to walk. Thank you for giving, my, for giving my sins, Lord, but Jesus, I really want to walk, Lord. You know, it's the most amazing thing. When we come to Jesus with our needs, He gives us more than we expect. Isn't that amazing? Jesus did not only heal him, He also forgave his sins. Jesus did not only give him the ability to walk on this planet, He also gave him the ability to walk into His eternal destiny. Give God glory moment right there. Come on, man. Jesus gave him more than he expected. Friends, one of the biggest miracles that happened in our lives is the day Jesus forgives our sins. And many times we don't understand the value of that. Because from the day that Jesus forgives our sins, we start with a journey. Because we like clay in the potter's hands. I want to show you. You see, when a potter wants to make something, he goes out of his home, takes his spade with him, and he goes in search for clay. And he digs here and he digs there, and not all the ground responds that well for him, but, but sometimes he gets to the spot where he finds clay, and he digs out the clay. And he takes that, Jesus is searching for you. Jesus comes out and is looking for you. He wants to dig you out. He wants to gently take you out of the ground. He wants to take you with Him back to the place of intimacy with the Father. And then Jesus comes when He brings in that clay. He starts with a process. The first thing He does is He starts to purify that clay. He starts to take out the stones, impurities from that clay. You know what? Many times Jesus has to do this in our lives because I've got wounds. I've got some baggage that I carry. And Jesus comes in His gentle way and He starts to, to heal me, to remove those wounds, to speak life into my heart, into those places where I receive lies of the enemy, of who I am. I'm not good enough. I, I will not make it. And Jesus just comes and purifies my heart and just restores and then you know what he does? He comes and he starts to mold, to press, to fold you. Put some pressure where they need some pressure. Because we've got some sins that need to be pressed out of us. Some mind mindsets that need to be changed. Ways of thinking that need to be molded and changed and renewed. And formed, and God just comes and He, and he just, just helps us into, into usable clay. And then God comes and He puts you on the, on the potter's wheel and He starts to turn you and then He starts to shape you and form you. And it, because Genesis 1 26 says, I made you in my image, in my likeness. And that's what Jesus comes and He comes and He just starts to form us so we can look more like Him. Like his character, and he starts to shape us into something amazing, friends, into something beautiful. And he comes and he, and, and he forms us into a vessel. But then, friends, he puts you through fire. 
Why does God do all these things? James 1 verse 2 to 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials and of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces its full effect. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Jesus knows that you're going to be a vessel in His hands. But to be that vessel in, your, in His hands, you need to go through fire. Because when you come out, you have a song. A unique song. A gifting. You have a strength so that you can carry with whatever He has filled you up with. And hardened so that you can, can take that. And I want to talk to you today about two things. First, I want to talk to you about being called out as vessels for, God, for Jesus. Like the four friends. But I also want to talk to you about being called in to become vessels for His hands. Like the paralyzed man. And I want to start there by, by reading Mark 2 verse 1. It says, and when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. Now friends, home is a place of security, of uh, safety. It's the place where Jesus calls you and me in. So that we can sit at his feet. So that we can be restored be healed and receive forgiveness so that from that place we can be called out to be vessels in His hands. And that's exactly what happened to the four friends. There was a time in their lives when they were lost, parrot at the feet of Jesus, and, and they received healing and forgiveness. And from there they went out and then they did what came that just comes naturally to us. We want to bring others into that place. The paralyzed of this world, we want to bring in because we want them to experience and have the same thing that we received. Friends, you cannot give your life to Christ. Be forgiven and not receive a mission. Every one of us, yeah, that's given our lives to Jesus, Received the mission at the same time. Now hear this. When you step out, it's an act of faith that sets someone else up for a miracle. <laughs> Mark 2, 5. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus sees your faith because you're stepping out for Him, you set someone else up for a miracle. Because, Lord, I'm taking someone by faith to your feet. You see, every one of us, when we were saved, we received a mission. 1 Peter 2 verse 21, For this suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you may follow His footsteps. Friends, every one of us are called, number one, to follow Jesus. And then to do what Jesus has done. To preach the good news. To set the captives free. To heal the sick. To care for the weak. What, Jesus, what did you do? I want to do the same. 
God is calling you to take the corner of someone's bed. Now friends, when Jesus saw their faith, He forgave the paralytic man. You know what? There's many paralyzed people out there that's waiting for someone to take them to the door. But the problem is, when we take them to the door, and the door is blocked, or it's, it's, the crowd is there, or the door is closed, many times we give up. And we want to go back and turn around. Because many times we say, if Jesus opens the door, then we'll go. If He closes the door, then it's not of Him. And many times we get to the door and it's closed, and then we say, Jesus closed the door, let's turn around, this is obviously not Him, let's go away. <laughs> now this, friends, the front door, or the first door, aren't always the only entrance. Sometimes, Jesus wants to take you higher, because there's another entrance. You know why? Because Jesus wants you to be at His feet, and not at the door. Because Jesus wants to do a miracle. He's got more than you expect. But therefore, you need to go higher and break through the roof. Don't turn around at the first door. Don't stop at the first door if Jesus did not specifically talk to you. If Jesus gave you a mission to go, then why would He not just want to block? Maybe He wants to take you higher. Maybe he wants you to break through. Do you know how you spell breakthrough? F-A-I-T-H. Faith. You know what? I was lost. I was as hard as stone. You couldn't move me. <laughs> I was not interested in church or gospel or whatever. I wanted to enjoy life. I wanted to enjoy this world. But I had a mother that gave her life to Christ. And she started to pray for me. And she saw me and she saw my life. But she did not give up. She, when I go home, she would give me the good news. She would tell me about the love that a father has for me. She would not give up, friends. Ten years later, I fell next to my bed and gave my life to Christ. And I believe it's also due because I had a mother that did not give up when the door was closed. She was willing to go higher. She was willing to, Lord, I'm going to break through the roof for my son. Lord, I will not give up because I know you are in the inside. I know who you are, God. You are a miracle worker, Lord Jesus. And I just need to get my son at your feet, Jesus. I will not give up. Friends, there's people lying on a bed that needs you to take their corner and break through the roof for them and bring them in the presence of Jesus so that he can do a miracle in their lives. Joseph. Went through trial so that he could save a nation. David faced Goliath so that he could save an army. Paul went through prison, shipwreck, um, beaten up. I don't know what, he's got a whole list there. He went through all those things so that the church can be established. Friends, Jesus died on the cross so that you and I can break through the roof for someone. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it go away in the wilderness, a river in the desert. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Friends, 
if the front door is closed, God knows there's another door. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. You just need to, in faith, go higher. But there's more. <laughs> Amazing. There's more. It doesn't end there. Friends, we break through the roof for someone, but we also break through the roof for those in the room. Mark 2, verse 10 to 11 says, But that you may know, he's speaking to the unsaved in the room. The crowd that gathered around him is not saved. He's speaking to them. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. Verse 12 says, And they were amazed and glorified God. Friends, there's some people that just don't want you to carry them. But they are seeing. And they are hearing. And they do know what's happening. Friends, you need to break through the roof for that person that you're leading to Christ. But you also need to break through the roof for the rest that sit there that needs to, to see a miracle in their time, in His own gentle way. He will capture their hearts. But He needs you to break through that roof for them. Many times, we like the paralytic. Life is just tough. It's hard. We've been fighting some battles. We are tired. We feel like giving up. I want to say to you, Jesus is in the house. Mark 2.1, again, it says, When he returned to Capernaum after some days, he was reported that he was at home. We are God's dwelling place. He's not a far off God. He's here and He's reachable for you. You can reach out to Him, friends. I want to tell you the story of the, the rich man and Lazarus. Then in Luke 26. The rich man died and went to hell. Lazarus died and went to heaven and stood next to Abraham. And from out of hell, the rich man called to Abraham and said, Abraham, please send someone to my brothers to tell them and to warn them so that they will not end up here in the same place. And look what Abraham said to him. Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. Friends, I'm talking to us here. We have the church. We have the Word of God. We have small group. We have all those things. You, oh, sorry. <laughs> you cannot say that you did not hear the call of God in your life. You cannot say that God is not reaching out to you. But here's the thing. It's not our circumstances or our issues that keep us away from God. It's the barriers on the way to intimacy with God that keeps us away. Because when you've got an issue, you want to go to Jesus and maybe someone lead you and help you to go to Jesus. But when you get there, you get to a door that's closed. Intimidation and hopelessness. Because there's a spirit that wants to intimidate you to say, 
you're not good enough. God will not heal you. You better turn around. This is not going to work for you. And then we get hopeless and we want to turn around and go. We need to break through, friends, and go higher and not be intimidated by the enemy of this world that wants to block us from getting at the feet of called fear and doubt. Maybe God was not going to do something. Maybe He's not going to move. Maybe He's not going to help. Maybe it's not going to happen. I'm afraid that I will be rejected, feel rejected. I'll be afraid that my sins are too great and I, I don't know if I can face God. or I, I, I don't know what fear you have, friends. Fear brings doubt. Jesus, will you move, Lord? Jesus, will you come through? Jesus, will I end up at your feet? Friends, don't stop at the doors. N.T. Wright helps us to find our answer. He says, don't stay on the edge of the crowd. Dig through God's roof and find yourself at His presence. Friends, we need to dig through. We need to keep on. We need to break open and get at the feet of Jesus and not be intimidated, not lose hope, not be fearful, not doubt in who God is, but break through that roof. Friends, and when you break through, yes, it's not always easy. Sometimes it's difficult. But I want to tell you what. You came through the roof. You're not going to go out presence of Jesus. You cannot but be changed. You cannot but be renewed. You cannot but be re just healed and receive the presence of God. You will be changed and transformed in the presence of God. You will not go back through the roof. And you're not only going through the door, you're going out walking. And you're not only going out walking, you're going out carrying your bed. Because the very thing that was your test is now your testimony. Mark 2.11 says, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. The very thing that carried you now you carry that. Romans 8.28 And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. There's some people here in the room that's been lying on a bed calling, called drugs, abuse, alcohol, pornography, broken family, sickness. I don't know what's the bed, but I'm telling you today, that same bed is going to be your story for His glory. God is calling you out because you know the value of a miracle in your life where God touched you, healed you, and transformed your life. Now the moment Jesus touched the paralytic man, something happened. Mark 2.12 And He rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all. When you are in the presence of God and you receive the forgiveness and healing of God, when you go out, you become one of the four. Friends, I want to challenge you. I want to invite you to become one of the four. Because God needs people to take the corner of someone's bed and lead them back into His presence, where He can touch them 
and change them. And it says that the people there were amazed. Friends, we need to create some amazement. We need to create some amazement. I'm trusting the Lord for some amazement. And even this morning, I trust that the Holy Spirit is going to come and just touch some of our lives. I, 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 friends, I want to see some amazement. I want to see God move. I want to see a miracle. And you know what? If I just keep on sitting where I'm sitting, nothing is going to happen. I need to stand up and say, Jesus, I'm going to get out of the boat. But I don't want to stay in the boat, Lord Jesus. I'd rather get out and be wrong than stay in the boat and be wrong. Because Jesus, I want to be amazed. I want to see a move of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. And I believe this morning there's some people that needs to break through the roof. Can we maybe stand and call the band up and I'll, can we play that song Vessels? Come on. Because <laughs> I believe God is going to speak today and I want to trust the Lord to do something, friends. I want, I, I want to see a miracle. And I believe there's some people here that, that, uh, that needs a miracle in their lives. You need a breakthrough. You need to break through the roof. You need to get to the feet of Jesus. And I want to invite you this morning, friends, if you, if you are sick and you need to be prayed for, I want you to come to the front. If your lower back is hurt, um, I just, I just uh, felt last night God said to me, some lower backs need to be healed, some knees need to be healed. And if you are anything, friends, this morning, I want to, uh, uh, friends, <laughs> come on, are you with me? Are you with me? Yeah. Come on, I know, I know, I know. Lord, are we going there again? Yes, Lord, we are. I will not keep up doing this. I will not keep on inviting people to the front, Lord Jesus, because I know who you are. You are in the house, Lord. You are a miracle worker, Lord. I will not give up, Lord, until I am amazed, Lord Jesus. Maybe you're here and you've got a broken relationship somewhere. And you need to come so that we can pray for you. Friends, I I'm asking you, be bold. I'm trusting, Lord, for a miracle. If you need healing, please come. Friends, if you need to healing in a broken relationship, I want to invite you to come and let's trust the Lord for something. If you need a breakthrough in your finances, friends, I want you to step out of the boat this morning. If you are lost and you need Jesus, I, while you're here, God is going to touch you, friends. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, you're alive. You're not a, a storybook character, Lord. You are a living God. And that's why we call upon your name, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, we're breaking through the roof this morning, Lord Jesus. We're breaking through the roof, Lord. And we are coming to your feet this morning, Jesus. Because we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.